Hey, welcome to the Knowledge Drop by folks at the Flowmo Crew, BboDojo.com and Cypher Studio. Alright, let's get going. Let's keep it going with the show. Today's guest, we have Jerski, the one and only Jerski from the Netherlands. A good friend of mine that I always bump into when I'm traveling for judging events. He's always there taking a seat with me wherever I'm at. And we always have meaningful and deep conversations every single travel. And his research and knowledge is deep. Um, rumors say that he's also known as the walking Google of hip hop back in where he comes from. So you might get the idea from there. All right. Ain't none to it, but to do it. Let's introduce the guest of the day, Jerski from the Netherlands. Let's go. Jerski. Nice job by Jerski. Let's check it out. Uh, can you do a small introduction about yourself? People who don't know Jerski, how did you get into breaking and all that? Cool. Try and keep it short. Try so, to keep it short. Jerski from Amsterdam, Holland. Uh, started breaking in 95 around that time. Uh, was inspired by my brother, sort of. He was into graffiti. I was into skateboarding. So for me, it was a small step because I was already like sort of with skateboarders were super fashion orientated, movement orientated. So he, my brother was basically watching like the, the, the classic documentaries and I gravitated towards like the breaking parts. And I was like, yo, what's this? <laughs> and at this time in Holland, like we were one of the countries that was slow during the dark ages. So already Germany was busy, the battle squad was busy. Uh, Crews like like Second to None, Actual Force in, in France and England, like they were busy. So it was it was there, and I know I was like I was like this kid after school. I would be watching music videos all day, mm -hmm. and then as soon as I saw like little things that that I gravitated to, I would record it. And so I got into it the same way as with skateboarding, just you know find some people that do it, and then you you know start mimicking. Sit there with the tape recorder and already with the VCR whenever that. Yeah, rumors yeah. music video is on exactly. it's like click <laughs> exactly like and, and then move move stuff away we had like the parquet in, in the living room it was pretty small like practice everything turtles backspins windmills and then later on i would even use mirrors to if, if somebody was going the opposite direction like sit in front of the television <laughs> i use a mirror to to get the moves and so yeah that that was it and and something i always mention is like when i started i got into it because of like the culture and the party element of it so we were basically trained to go to hip hop parties because this was like the same 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 time that Yo MTV Raps was on. So there was like more and more hip hop parties, and then you had like the crowd with the with the like with the, with the hard rock bubble jacket in the in the club style, and then we were just waiting for like making a circle on some faster beats, and that was the whole mission. You know? yeah. Like like basically reenacting everything we saw in the videos. <laughs> Getting busy in rap concerts and hip hop parties, like there wasn't too many events, no every single weekend event, like right now, no live streams, none of that. There was a party with hip hop music, there was a circle, and that's it. Exactly. That was our platform. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was also the biggest uh, excitement, you know, like getting ready to throw down in the circles, you know, like even though like the crowd didn't know basically what we were doing, like there were a lot of moments like that. I was so nervous that I could only see my feet moving and didn't know what I was doing, just right, <laughs> you know. But, you know, good times, really good times. And then sure. from there on, I think in Holland, it started popping up in, in 98 with IBE and, and from there on. And then we were already well established as a crew. Um, and we started, we, we got a lot of, early on, we got a lot of gigs because they were looking for crews. We, we were based in Amsterdam, so it's the capital. So as soon as there's a trend coming back, they look for crews. And then it was like us, uh, like we're already busy and we started making showcases and then 
coming in all strange spots and places to do our thing, you know. Yeah. But, so you stayed yeah. active ever since the mid-90s, you never stopped, you stayed consistent throughout to this day. Yeah, so basically um, I got into teaching in 98, because then people were like, yeah, can you teach me? I was like, oh, whatever, you know, I'll try. And that became sort of an income. Then the gigs also stayed, became steady income. Like we managed to have like the same, uh, how do you call it? Uh, not boss, but uh, same company hiring us for like 20 years. Mm-hmm. Last week I still did shows for oh. them. They booked us like the first time in 99. And, and now last, last week I was there with my kids, you know, like it's crazy. So they're, they're really loyal and uh, like stuff like that. So yeah, that kept me in, in it. And, and lately a lot of judging and um, like my experience is just that as soon as you um, really are a student of this dance and you, you uh, accumulate so much information, you got more and more to give back. And the more you got, got to give back, the longer you can stay involved. And for me, I think that's secretly my goal, you know, just to enjoy, like I stretched the period that I enjoy breaking to, to an extent where I was thought like, yo, it's, it's not possible. Mm-hmm. I, I thought I'm going to do this for a few years, you know, and here I am. <laughs> Almost 30 years later, yes, yeah, indeed. It's crazy. All right. Crazy. The scene is very different today than it was back in the mid-90s, like you already spoke. How do you see, feel about the recent changes that's happening in the scene? It's changing quickly and it's changing mm-hmm. uh, towards a new direction. How do you feel about what's going down right now? And how do you experience the scene from 90s cat perspective? Um... I, I, I basically I enjoy change. I think it's it's dope, and there's like a lot of good sides, and then some some things get lost, but we always gotta watch out not to be negative and, and idolize the the past because in the past, like it wasn't possible to connect the way we do now with worldwide people that that have the same passion, you know, like and and so I I think it's it's all it's dope. I think they just it it opened up a lot of different venues, and you just need to search if you feel more at home at like, uh, let's say, uh, a real deal jam and, and, and come out with your graffiti jacket and just rock on concrete, then that's for you, you know? And if you're more like, yo, I'm, I, I'm, my skills are so high level, I can beat everybody. Let's first like get, get the Red Bull belt and then go for gold, then that's you, you know? So I think the fact that there's different avenues opening up, it's super dope. And also, like I think, like I, I was raised by people that had the 80s trauma, you know? So they basically warned me for every every outside influence that could take away our culture. But I really feel the biggest change is that it, the culture now is, is run by the people that did it as teenagers. So it's not, not teenagers run by people that think, oh, those moves are nice and we can exploit them. So I feel that's different. Um, but of course, like I have opinions about a lot of things. Like I, I feel we need to preserve the music, and so the live stream thing needs to be solved. Um, but you know, also there, at one point, it's just a change, it's a phase. So now the music is maybe crap, but the, the catalog is growing every day we speak. Like there's somebody now producing beats, and and that already heard the critique. Like yo, it's sounding too mechanic. You know, to try try and make it look or sound more like the original '70s bands. You know, and so. All these things that will come in time, you know. But personally, I just love the ride. I just love the whole journey. Yeah, and, and we're lucky to get to experience both, hell yeah. both sides of the scene too, and the growth of it too. Uh, you're very passionate about judging mm-hmm. today, and you want to develop judging as well. 
uh, within within the recent times. Yeah. Can you tell a little bit about your, your perspective? How do you think breaking should be judged, and yeah. uh, how do you feel about the recent changes in judging too? I mean, like, look, when it comes to the Olympics, I think that's it forced us to to get our shit together, right? And so, so whether you like that that whole journey or not, it at least made us think about how do we do things, how do we run things, right? And so a few things that really stand out is that there was too much, um, how do you call it, was arbitrary, you know, like what people were doing. We were hiring superstar dancers to judge because we think, yeah, since you win, you probably know everything about breaking. But then it turned out to be uh, uh, just a different skill set, you know, the same as the, your best dancer is not your best teacher and vice versa, you know. So... I think what's happening now um, with the, the thing that they came up with, with the Trivium and the Trivolt, um, I think it's a really good thing because it's not uh, telling anybody what to do. You basically, you, you judge the way you judge, but you, you're being made aware of the different levels and the qualities that every dance, dance performance has, every solo has. And, and it introduced comparative judging as, as a thing, like, we should have been doing that all the time, but there was too much opinion-based judging, if that makes sense. So if I try and break it down clearly, before everybody thought I can just recognize quality, I see one solo and I, I, I give you a score or whatever. And what the new system or system, the, the I don't know, the, 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 the tool that, that they work with towards the Olympic, what that is doing is it says, no, your quality is, is compared to the quality of the person in front of you. And that's the only thing that can decide the battle. Not if you like that style or blah, 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 or, or you know, because then you don't even have to do a competition. So it now really became a conversation again. Uh, and I feel the division in uh, uh, physical, artistic, and interpretive just makes sense, you know, because it's so easy for, for especially for a general audience to think breaking is only about the physical ability. And then on the cultural side, we think it's all about the conversation and the artistic side and the creative side. Uh, and then there was the, we just had this, this weekend, we had discussions with the stand-up scene, like with some, some of the OGs. And for them, it's all about the music, which, you know, a lot of them feel the breakers are lacking, or some or, or a majority of breakers are lacking. And that's, that's the third part. That's the soul. That's the interpretive part. So for me, I think it's a perfect ba balance, you know. The mind-body-soul, it might sound just, you know, a bit vague, but... I've been like doing this or, or, or been thinking about judging and, and this way of judging for the past, let's say, two years or one and a half years. No, two years at least. And it just starts making more and more sense. So what I and then and the last thing I want to say, like it's it's where it's such a dope turning point, because it's the first time in history that there's panels of judges using the same criteria, so, so to speak, or, or judging on the same qualities. Before, everybody had their own system, and it's just one to three, and we don't know what, what that means, you know? And now there's actually feedback and, and discussions, and yeah, and the probably, this is, I've said this before, but I think the reason I personally am, am really interested in, in, in the whole judging aspect is because I have a, a, a background in philosophy, and for me, like, for the people that know philosophy, like, you, it's, it's basically a quest to understand, like, whatever, where we are, our world, you know, all abstract concepts there are, right? So if we, if we are able to break down what we judge breaking on, we basically um, 
we basically have a definition of what breaking is about. And this is something that um, is so interesting about breaking because there's not, not many words. Everybody gets into breaking with loud music, not speaking and just imitating. But there was always confusion. Like, what is really breaking about? Like, in the, in the 90s, we had discussions with the Americans. Like, we were in Europe, everybody was, it's a freedom dance. You can do whatever you want. And they said, nah, there's rules to this shit. You know, there's a buildup. You know, there's a vocabulary. You can't foundation just, over that. Yeah, so, yeah. You can't add everything into it. So that discussion has been going on for a long time. And then I feel now... Yeah, we keep it open because we definitely want to keep uh, evolution as part of our, that's a part of the DNA. You know, all the things in hip hop, it's like who comes fresh, who comes with something new. So if we don't allow room for this dance to grow, we, we basically destroy our own dance. And, and with this judging system, to come back to that, we avoided that trap. Because let's be real, the first questions everybody asked when, when they heard breaking is going to go to the Olympics is first of all, is it a sport? So we covered that one by basically saying, yo, it's a hybrid, it's everything at once, and it is what you want to focus on. So if you want to do it as a sport, do it as a sport, because it has all the ingredients. Then the second one is, how will it be, be judged, right? Because everybody was afraid that it would be judged as gymnastics, points for this move, have your toes like this, you know, all the, all the jokes were there. And then, yo, we, the, the, the people that made this system offered uh, something that escapes that, that trap. So... Yeah, I'm super positive about that. Yeah. And a good aspect that we, we discussed on the weekend too was the aspect of coaching based on your scores or, or not scores, but statistics. statistics yes. Yeah. So you can open up your statistics and say, all right, listen up. From the coach's perspective, we can see that you're lacking on this one. You need to work on this one in order to make yeah. it better the next time around. Your yeah. opponent might be different, but at least if it's consistent, you can see there's something that could be worked on yeah. as well. This is a huge advantage. Like, and this comes, this goes hand in hand with the fact that the judges basically look at the same things. They, they, they basically give you feedback on the three domains, quality domains that are being called. You know, it's not criteria. So the physical, the artistic, the interpretive, and the dope thing with Ant Eight, like they, they, they made, like um, they made everything digital. So there's statistics that you can go to the site, you can go click on the decision of every judge and see how they moved the faders. You know, where, where they scored you on, you know, or where they awarded you on, like the imbalances. And this is great feedback, you know, and, and probably the, it, it needs some time for also for the coaches and for outsiders to learn and read statistics. But it basically, it replaces you going up to a judge and yo, what can I work on? And do you have any feedback? And you know, now the feedback is right there. So that's, that's transparency, yeah. you know? Yeah, it's dope. Can you briefly also explain about the education that you do, the education program you have back home, what is it yeah. about, and, and uh, how, how can one apply if they want to be part of it? All right, so it's Dutch. So first of all, you got to live in Holland. <laughs> Learn the language. <laughs> yeah. No, but it's, yeah, it's something I'm actually like really like excited about. We got the opportunity during COVID to, to uh, start a program within an already existing hip-hop school that, uh, I mean, it's official, so they, 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 they train people for three years and prepare them for the working field, like a so-called vocational study. Um, and it was like, I was working there already and teaching breaking, but just as a course. Um, but then they could open up a new school year and they saw that the breakers have diff they behave different than the stand-up dancers because they learn like hip-hop house, uh, crump even, locking, you know, all these things and then breaking. 
and it, it started attracting more and more breakers because this, this school is really closely connected to uh, to all the communities, the battles, the events, you know, so you see all the students over there. It's called Creative College. Um, and so they asked the question, like, yo, you think it's possible to offer, like, to make a curriculum for a three-year breaking education? And we're like, fuck, damn, <laughs> like, learn breaking at a school? Like, like how does that three work? Three years, and, and, full, da- full yeah, time, full day. time, and you get, like, a di- diploma, like, what does that even mean? Uh-huh. So we, we started talking with the whole scene, with everybody in Holland, and, and we realized we have top-level people on all levels of the dance, right? So if you, if you look at the working field or where people make money or with their hustle with breaking, it's at events, organizing events, but also teaching, giving workshops, doing classes. It's competitors winning battles, which is probably the hardest thing to do. But, you know, there's, there's experts in that field in Holland as, as well. Then there's theater makers, like there's, there's choreographers. So all these people, we talk to them. There's even, even coaches now, fitness coaches that have a breaking background. So we all contacted them. We all asked them, like, do you believe that this is something that we can do, that we can pull off? And everybody was like, yo, if you guys are running it, hell yeah. Because we all, all had to struggle to, to find a way to keep on doing what we do. Like, like I just said, like I, I wanted to, to stay in this thing as long as possible because it gives me so much back, right? So everybody was like, cool, we're going to help you guys out. So we, we created a curriculum that basically um, teaches you everything that you don't learn in the practice room. Mm-hmm. So simple things like how to read contracts, how to deal with uh, employers, you know, how to write an invoice, how to just be correct professionally when it comes to delivering a gig, you know, being on time, not messing up the dressing room, like simple shit, you know, having your, your stuff in, in, in order and create a network. Because like one of the, the craziest things with this, or to me it's crazy with this school is that you get uh, intern points for going to events, for entering battles, for teaching uh, a class. Like, because yeah. they realize this is the kind of work you will do after you graduate. So already now we all, we've been running it since uh, September 2021. These the our group, which consists of eight B boys at this moment. They're everywhere. They're entering every battle. They actually, they made a showcase for the school in, in our training rooms. And, and we just taught them like yeah, how to make choreography and how to, you know, because they're all b-boys already. We don't teach them to break. We only, we only take people that, that have like a passion for breaking and they want to do this full time. But they're selling the showcase every weekend almost. I'm like, yo, that's, yo, that's sick. And um, another thing that's dope with this, with this school, like I can go on for days, but uh, we uh, have them train in a gym twice a week. So we basically looked at what's now happening with the national teams and how, how the athletes are being uh, sort of getting the same information that national teams have that go to the games mm-hmm. or Olympics. So they learn stuff about food. They learn stuff about how to train effectively, uh, the importance of sleep, you know, all that stuff that normal breakers or the, the, our generation didn't, didn't care about. You know, we go, all out, we go out all night, you know, we eat like junk food and then we just we throw down. But usually those people, don't, you don't see them anymore, right? <laughs> There's not many left. So, yeah, and this is like really a big advantage that we have a b-boy that understands like, yo, this is what your body needs. And they're all strong. They're all like without injuries. And I'm like, yo, we're, we're yeah, we're really helping them to, to, you know, get the full picture. Like we, we have a lot of training sessions, but also like I share whatever I can share. You know, so I, I showed them all clips and, and, and history, whatever I, I uh, accumulated so far. We talk about different breaking formats, about how judging systems work and blah, blah, blah. 
and they're building a network. So when they finish this study after three years, like the whole breaking scene knows them. So that for me is something like talent is cool. Talent will basically get you your first job, but like there's a lot of things that come with it. If you want to do this for the rest of your life, or at least for a long period of your life, that you need to learn that 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 you probably will not learn in a training room. So, yeah, that's about yeah. it. Amazing. Yeah, Keep up the great work. Thank, Thank you, you for your time. Let's head off to the airport, and right. for you guys, head off to bboydojo.com to learn more. Right. Peace. And bam. Thanks for tuning into the Knowledge Drop, y'all. I hope you find it valuable and inspiring. Now head out to bboydojo.com for our free video training and a bunch of other ill content. I'll see you over there, y'all. Peace.